Welcome to COTR Tardy Takes, a Patreon-only show that gives quick looks into individual cards. I'm your host, Bard Lee, and with me is Shellen. In each episode, we'll take a look at one card, and one of us will present a positive aspect about the card, while the other provides a contrarian take on the card. Any aspect of the card is open to discussion, like art, stats, or personal experience playing the card, so don't always expect top-notch analysis here. Today's card is going to be the Corset Ally Bayorn. I'm providing the negative aspect. Shellen is providing the positive aspect. The randomizer has decided that I am presenting first, so I am going to read you this card so you know what it is. Bayorn, he's a unique ally. He costs six. He's in the tactics sphere. He's got the traits of Bayorning and Warrior. He's got uh, one willpower, three attack, three defense, six hit points. He's got the action. Bayorn gains plus five attack until the end of the phase. At the end of the phase in which you trigger this effect, shuffle Bayorn back into your deck and its limit once per round. So my negative on this guy is let's just look at this guy's uh, his cost is six. Uh, let's be real, you're never ever hard casting this guy. People don't know what that means. That's playing a cost or playing a card at full cost from your hand, not using something like sneak attack to get it into play. Uh, six tactics, even if you play Horn of Gondor is a lot, even if you play a mono-tactic set with Hurgon, which I have a lot of experience playing, it's still going to be hard to get this guy into play. He's really, to me, what I would call, I guess, a luxury player, or... Uh, yeah, take a drink of sports reference already. Um, he's more of a, I guess, a win-more card, is what people would call it in a card game. Because if you have six tactics resources and you're able to play this guy, you must be in a good position because you're not spending those six resources on something else. I just don't ever see anybody hardcasting this guy. And that's my big negative about him. Too expensive. Yeah, sure. I mean, he he is, I think he is a little bit of a victim of what we've talked about a little bit behind the scenes here. And I think a lot of other people talk about it being the core set. You know what I mean? He maybe could have cost five. Like the plus five attack is huge. But he's gotten power crept a little bit by other five cost allies out there, so I can, I can see that. And tactics, like you said, it's it's one of the most expensive spheres out there. It's so hard to pay for cards in the tactics sphere. Yeah, just not a lot of good resource generation cards. It's probably less than half a dozen that you're actually going to even consider playing. You know? Yeah, I think the only times I've ever you know hard cast him, as it were, in the early days of the game, were using stand and fight with Aowen with Steward of Gondor on her. So I wasn't even spending tactics resources on it. It was, you know, <laughs> yes. the old Trisphere, you know, course stuff. Or course Somebody else is paying deck. for them. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's just funny that you say that because I think that my pro for Bayorn is that his cost is six. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I, oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's great that he kind of set the absolute upper bound of the cost of cards in this game right from the beginning that has never been reached since then. Obviously, Brock in the core set is there as well. He's a little bit of a different case since you very clearly were were not actually ever supposed to pay for him. Like, the idea was that when Glowin died or Fallon died, you got to put him into play so they could make him cost a ton. But Bayorn here, 
was six goths from the beginning. This was Nate French saying, this is the best ally that we're going to make. This is the highest cost card in this core set. And then neither him, nor Lucas, nor Caleb, nor MJ ever came back and made a card that cost six ever again uh, after that core set. So I think it's kind of fun that he, he, he set that bound up at the top. And yeah, like you said, he, he's coming into play with Imrahil or Sneak Attack or Elfstone or whatever. He's not coming in for his six, but I think it's cool that we got to see a cap on the game there at the very beginning that, you know, it's the Bjorn threshold. You know, for a card to cost six, it has to be incredible, and they just never felt comfortable making one that that was on his level. Yeah, he's a standard bear. Unfortunately, I would say... Uh, there was another Corset card that was a high-cost ally that cost five that I think is more of a standard bearer for what should be the upper limit, uh, Gandalf. But yeah, yeah, uh, no, I think that makes a little bit more sense. But, you know, fellow Block Party fans will know that the only way you're playing this card is when you're thinking 666, you're hoping for a miracle. So that's really all I got to say about this guy. Anything else yeah. from you, Shellen? No, that's all I got. All right. So, uh, that was our takes on the card. You can vote on Patreon, who you think made the better argument. And then we'll just see you on the next episode. Yep, see you next time.